Among the ways that sexuality has been hijacked, the most significant include the various media that are available in the technological world. That's not to say that technology is wrong, nor that technology is responsible for the cheapening or shaming of sexuality. This has been going on for thousands of years, before the internet, before the concept of marketing products and glossy magazines. The media age brings with it both benefits and problems when it comes to sexuality. In marketing terms, sex sells. Any product in the world can be attached to sexual images and made potentially more saleable, more attractive to the consumer. The omnipresence of sexual imagery in both advertising and the media makes sexuality more accessible, more readily brought to mind. However, at the same time, this diminishes it, making it less potent than it actually is. By being presented with sexuality on billboards and in magazines or newspapers on a daily basis, we numb ourselves to its true meaning, to its true depth, and to its potential in our lives. It ceases to be a gateway to a sacred, though not necessarily religious, relationship with life, and instead becomes a commodity, something to be bought and sold, a thing that can be priced rather than valued. In the digital age, one of the main areas where we see problems arising around our relationship with sexuality is pornography. Since the emergence of the internet, our cultural relationship with pornography has changed. Before, if you wanted to see pornography, you had to buy a magazine or covertly rent or buy a video, a purchase usually requiring an interface with another person, i.e. going into a shop to buy the magazine, video and so on. This, in itself, often a point of shame and embarrassment for many people. However, with the internet, we can all access pornography online in the privacy of our own homes without anyone else, except our search engine, knowing about it, giving us almost unlimited access to sexual imagery. This is both a gift and a burden. Pornography is a topic about which people get very impassioned. Many vilify it, some defend it. Whatever anyone's views on pornography, one thing is certain. Easy access to pornography is here to stay. It's as much a part of our modern lives as mobile phones or advertising. It's therefore useful to look at how we can have a more conscious relationship with it, how it can be used to serve us and the problems it can pose. As psychotherapists, authors of this book, and in our non-professional lives, we are not anti-pornography. We believe that pornography is neither good nor bad. Whether pornography impacts us positively or negatively depends on how we use it and what we make it mean. When used in moderation, and when done so consciously, pornography can offer health benefits, psychological benefits, and relational benefits. As the saying goes, a little bit of what you fancy does you good. If pornography stimulates your sexual appetite or increases the range of possibilities of how and why you have sex, then it might add something extra to your sex life and bring a lot of pleasure. It can also be a valid means of stress relief and relaxation, benefiting your psychological well-being as well as your relationship. Concerns around pornography seem to arise from two main issues, how we use it and what we make it mean. The main problem is when pornography is seen not as a means of entertainment or of broadening sexual horizons, but as a truth regarding sexuality. When pornography either replaces real relational sexual experiences or becomes an unconscious norm to which we compare ourselves. A dependence upon pornography can inhibit the user's ability to relate to others in a respectful and connecting manner. A small minority of viewers will watch pornography compulsively 
and this may affect their capacity to have real-life sexual experiences or even relationships. In this case, the use of pornography becomes an unhealthy pattern that furthers loneliness and isolation. Other problems arise when people use pornography in secret from their partner to meet sexual needs unfulfilled in their relationship. This may stem from an emotional laziness to address the reason why sex is challenged in the relationship, and in this case, the use of porn will have a detrimental effect on the couple's emotional well-being. Our male clients who are in this situation often tell us they feel a huge amount of shame and guilt around watching porn behind their partner's back. To them, it's a dirty secret. Correspondingly, our female clients might have discovered that their husbands are using porn and will feel hugely rejected, insecure about their bodies, angry towards their husbands, and judgmental about their husbands' dirty desires. In this scenario, porn means our sexuality is dirty.